Welcome to the Tea Talk with Germs and Riok. Alright, you guys, you guys are now tuned into episode number three of Tea Talk. I got a very, very special guest with us today. From the north side of Rose Park to the south side of Sandy to the east side of Murray to the west side of the Bangor, I got Lil Fletch in the house. So, Lil Fletch, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, just a normal guy, I guess, coming out of Kearns. Um, done a little bit of everything. I'm kind of like, I guess, the Johnny Sins of life, just without, uh, you know, the porn background. I uh, was a stockbroker, joined the Navy. Um, Fresh out the psych ward, doing a little bit of comedy now. I've done music, tried trapping, I guess. So uh, I've done it all. Uh, none of it's really worked out, so I guess we'll just see where, where to go from here. So why do you want to get into comedy, man? Uh, so just growing up, I had uh, really funny parents. My dad's hilarious, my mom's hilarious. And uh, anytime anything went wrong, uh, they always just kind of found a way to make light of it, just joke about it. And uh, so I think it just kind of rubbed off on me that anything I go through, just uh, laugh it off. That's the only way I've ever known how to really deal with anything. It's all a lie. Huh? He doesn't have parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the sideboard. <laughs> I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> so, little little Fletch, you said fresh out the psych ward. What do you mean? Uh, so yeah, uh, not a lot of people know. It's uh, kind of a surprise. Surprised me too. But uh, yeah. F- Fresh out the psych ward, not quite my first day out, not on the T Grizzly shit, but maybe on like, you know, my third, fourth week. Uh, basically just uh, woke up one day and uh, I guess I tried to kill myself. Uh, didn't work out, so I guess now I'm just adding that to a list of things I'm not good at. But yeah, pretty much just uh, that was it. Just went to the psych ward, uh, got some help, got back out and uh, decided, you know, you only got one life to live, might as well try to make something out of it, chase a dream. I'm good at being funny, don't do something for free, might as well try and do that. Touche, touche, I like that, my good man. Why'd you try to kill yourself, man? Uh, so I found out I wasn't that funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I guess on some real shit, I've just uh, always kind of struggled with uh, bipolar. I didn't really, like, I guess I knew I had it, but just uh, never really admitted it. I always kind of had those kind of thoughts and shit since I was like 14, 15, uh, but just always found a way to joke my way out of it. And uh, yeah, just got to a point, uh, I didn't even really know what I was doing. It was just like, um, it was almost like a blackout, but you're just not in control. Um, and yeah, just uh, started doing shit, just tried to run my car into a wall, but I missed. Do you, do you, think, do you think that's why you're not good at all this other shit that you try? Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say a portion of it. Uh, I think the, uh, like my problem is is I get really passionate about shit, put my all into it. And then I just get bored of it and try to move on to whatever the next like high is. Dude. Yeah. That's, that's uh, me too. I can relate on that shit. I try a lot of shit, dude. And now, and I know a lot of people just kind of tell them, kind of think like, oh, he's trying this shit now. Yeah. (laughs) I be trying a lot of shit, but. You never know what's really for you until you try it. So it's, yeah. But I failed in a lot of things. Most of the things I've ever tried, I've failed. Really? Yeah, like a lot. Uh, I might fail with this shit too. Yeah, you know, yeah. You just started. That. Yeah, yeah. I guess I've never really been 
where like I failed so bad that I was just like, man, fuck this, I'm done. It was just more like uh, I got to a point where I just didn't like doing it anymore. The passion was somewhere else. So I just moved on to whatever was next. It's, uh, you know, kind of nice because, you know, I'm doing something different all the time. But at the same time, like there's just no consistency to my life. I'm always out on some new fucking adventure. And, uh, you know, I think I'm just getting too old for that now. I got to settle down. And you said you went to the Navy, right? <laughs> yeah, for did a you, short amount of time. Did you go AWOL or what? No, or no, I didn't what? go AWOL. I went anal. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> Pause. No, but uh, basically, um, don't lie to your recruiter. You uh, tell them that you don't have something, or if they uh, try and tell you that you don't have something, don't listen to it, because they'll catch your ass in boot camp and uh, ship your ass right back home. I was only in for like a month, so... You got you know, sh- so you got like kicked out. I got kicked out, bro. Rumor has it you had eczema. <laughs> That's not a rumor, bro. I've had eczema <laughs> forever, man. Is that uh, why you got kicked out? Yeah, yeah. Basically, they were uh, like, you you can't have eczema. And my understanding of it was um, was basically like, if you have eczema, then there's a chance that the smallpox vaccine can do damage or kill you, something like that. Wait, I might I might sound fucking stupid. What is Eczema. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eczema. So, what is that shit? So is, it, is, it, is it related is to shmegma? Shmegma? Is eczema shmegma? Is that code? No, I got fucking eczema pants. There's gigantic webbles. But um, no, it's just dry skin, man. You just, uh, so like you can't control it. Just an itch. You just start scratching it. And next thing you know, you're fucking bleeding. Um, uh, you just look like a crackhead, but you've never smoked crack or, you know, once or twice, but who's counting? Not uh, I. Yeah, not, right. not I. But, yeah, so basically it's just, uh, you know, we were doing our abandoned ship drills and uh, our swim qualifications and such, and uh, chlorine just always fucking killed me. Like, it just, like, I swim, I have eczema the next week just terribly. Not even the next week, like, quickly. It's, it's just bad. And uh, I hadn't had it for, like, five six years it seemed like so i assumed i was good recruiter told me as long as you know i haven't had anything on paper in a while i should be good just to lie um and so yeah i lied said i didn't have eczema because they said it's an instant disqualifier and uh yeah broke out with probably some of the worst eczema i've had in my life um in the third or fourth week of boot camp and uh they caught that shit and basically said like you know i'm out well well then let me ask you this why did you want to go into the navy um, honestly, I guess it was just another one of those, uh, you know, short-sighted ideas, like thinking back on it now, I definitely, you know, at the time, that's when I was a stockbroker, you know, I was making great money, loved what I was doing. Um, but I was just like, man, I'm fucking 23 years old and uh, my whole life is going to be in a cubicle from here on out. Like, I don't want that shit. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, decided I wanted to go see the world. Um, I figured, you know, if I'm going to do that, why not do it uh, while I'm getting paid? Yeah. And so, uh was leaning towards either trying to get on a cruise ship just because it's a little bit less of a uh, permanent thing contract-wise. Ended <laughs> up uh, settling on the Navy. And, I mean, honestly, I, 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 you know, there's there's nothing I can say bad about the Navy or the military. You know, it was a great time. I definitely think it was an overall positive experience. They did nothing wrong at the end of the day. Like I said, you know, I I was the one that chose to lie. And, you know, at the end of the, the day, I was pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was scared. I just, I quit. I couldn't do it anymore, man. I couldn't wake up at four in the morning. <laughs> was that some tough shit though, like boot camp and everything? How was that? Um, so I mean, physically, it's not not as hard as you'd think, and you know, I can't speak for the other branches, but you know, I wasn't in the best shape ever, and I still definitely say like it. 
you know, it was by no means impossible. It was, um, I mean, tough enough. Uh, at no mm-hmm. point was I like so absurdly sore that I didn't think I could go on anymore. Um, you know, it's it's definitely active, but it's not not that bad. The hardest part about it is is really probably just missing your friends and family. Um, other than that, with the Navy, from what I heard, it's supposed to be a little bit more psychological as opposed to physical since we're not, you know, you're pretty much stuck on a boat or a ship and you're not going on these long marches like the yeah. Army, etc. Um, so with us, um, you know, that could be why it wasn't quite as physical, but even more... Uh, I mean, you're just always looking at white brick walls 24 mm-hmm. hours. Like, I, it felt more like I was in solitary or something in there than I was in the psych ward, which is, like, you know, kind of a joke. Obviously, like, I wouldn't compare the two at all. But it was, yeah, yeah it's more of a psychological thing. that I feel, if, if I remember hearing correctly, that's why all the walls are pretty much just white. There's really not a lot of windows is to prepare you for ship life, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's crazy. We're not even recording. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, another reason why, I mean, I wanted to get you in here is because we have a, well, we wanted to speak about this topic and it kind of relates to you going through the psych ward and mainly generates more with males, but obviously it can relate to females as well. But why do you think people are so hesitant to even speak about their feelings? Um, you know, it's hard to say. Everyone's different. Um... I wouldn't even necessarily say I, I was afraid to speak about my feelings. I guess I just didn't really know, you know, that that was a thing. Like I, like I said, like I was joking with you, it was like, it seemed like one day I just woke up and was like, what the fuck is going on with me? And yeah, it turned out they're just uh, feelings. And yeah, that's, I didn't know that, you know, I wasn't feeling good. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. Everybody's different, I guess. For me, I, I never was raised in a kind of household or around friends that I couldn't share how I felt with. Or, you know, anyone that would, you know, look down on me for being open about that kind of thing. Yeah. I just, uh, myself, I just wasn't. Um, I don't know why. I had really no excuse, no reason not to be. It's just, uh, I guess, part of my personality is just like joking around. It was easier for me to joke around and play shit off than it was to, you know. Speak about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jerms? Have you, like, have any, like, dealings with that? Like, relate to it, like, personal? Or are you open about your feelings? Uh, a little bit of both, dude. Like... How he said, I think I deal with shit in a funny way. Because I think us that we make all these jokes are the, the clowns. ones like... Us clowns, like, are the ones that we're for real Going maybe through. hurting a little yeah. more. Because I be hurting a lot, too, but don't show I, don't, I, don't, I don't show that shit. Like, uh, like the old, like, Chicano shit, like the laugh now, cry later, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, on that type yeah. of shit. But... <laughs> I'm I'm a little more expressive now about talking about my feelings just because there's really n- nothing wrong with that. Not yeah. not even nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that, but you can't do anything about that. It's a human thing. Yeah. Everyone goes through it. So might as well just talk about it. Express it, it dude. Yeah. Express it. And I think the best way we can express it, us, is through here. We can make people laugh, but then they can hear the pain. The pain, dude. <laughs> no, the pain no away. bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah. We really be laughing the pain away. Uh-huh. But, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I see it. I mm-hmm. just laugh the pain away. But mm-hmm. people know I'm, I'm hurting, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, what about, like, obviously, because we're Mexican, you know? Like, the whole macho, like, your dad, like, don't fucking cry. You're a pussy if you cry. Like, did you, was your dad like that way? Like? I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. with, what, five five kids? Yeah, uh, yeah, five boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's all men. Well, it was all men in my house and shit. So, 
there was never no like uh how do i say it like no hugs yeah. no no none of that shit me and my brothers we're not very touchy or like sentimental with each other but yeah. yet we know like we got each other yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like we know oh, all right that, that's my boy the that's unspoken yeah and there's an unspoken mm-hmm. agreement of us you guys just tip your eyes as yeah hat. we just tip the it's fedora like, it's like i love you yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but same with our parents though like we don't i know this is gonna sound like not even fucked up but this is how we are but we don't hug our parents i never tell my parents i love them either yeah like none of us do it but my parents no no and i know they don't tell yeah. us that shit either but i know that they do mm-hmm. and it just kind of shows like by action we show that we love each other by action rather like, than using yeah, words but it just feels weird because with my lady, with my old lady, my old, old lady, lady. her family, they're very ex- expressive on love. Yeah. Like when they see each other, it's always a hug and they kiss. Mm-hmm. Like they text each other good night, like shit like that. I don't do none of that. And when mm-hmm. I go over, I feel odd because like they come in with a hug and kiss and shit. And I'm, I've never done that. And I feel awkward. You know, like when they give the little, peck, side, on, the, little yeah. peck on the side. Oh. I've never done that. So I feel so awkward like when I meet some of their family. Some of her family and I do that. You, gotta, you give like, him a wet ass kiss. Right? <laughs> you give him a wet ass kiss. Did I love correctly? No, my, my lips are just fucking moist. Yeah. <laughs> he wiped that shit. The fuck's wrong with this? <laughs> He's licking his lips, getting ready to see his in laws. <laughs> oh shit, it's my in law. Yeah. <laughs> it's my mother in law. Time to pucker up. No. What are you but, doing, mother in law? <laughs> You've been a very bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we don't. I don't really express it with my family, but we they know. know. Mm-hmm. And kind of same with my friends. We were never really that much of. Do you guys tell your friends like I love you and shit like that? There's some that we get along that way, but some we don't. Yeah, like well, we, but we know. We be- know, dude. Before. Like, before one of our friends passed away, Andrew, before he passed away, it wasn't really like that. Andrew was the only one that always told us, yeah, oh, true. I love y'all. Yeah. I love you. He always said that shit. And for all of us, it was, like, kind of weird, but, like, different, you know? Oh, I love you, too. But when he passed away, it brought everyone more together, and we expressed ourselves, like, with more love. Like, we just hit each other up, like, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hope you guys have a good day. Shit like that. Just, like, checking up on yeah, them yeah, and yeah, making yeah. sure they're okay. So, uh-huh. I think what I got to work on is don't wait for something bad to happen to show your affection, your affection and shit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, just around my family, we don't really do that. We probably should, Mm -hmm. but it's just, just not there. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well in our household, like growing up, no, not really either. I I wouldn't tell my parents like, Oh, I love you. Give them kisses and a hug and shit like that either. I wouldn't. But for some reason, as I grew older, like shit changed, you know? I don't know why, but as as I was getting older, I would tell them that I would love them, that I hugged them, you know? Kiss. The... You're like, I love you. Let me borrow $20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me borrow some laundry detergent. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, like growing up, we wouldn't. But as I grew older, yes. But even then, like, even with my personal experience and how I deal with things, like, I don't tell them shit, you know? Like, I, I won't tell him anything personal. Yeah, yeah, facts. And that's, like, I feel like a lot of other people do have that relationship with their parents that they can speak to them within about anything. 
But I'm just like, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to him. There's this boy. <laughs> There's this boy. He makes me feel ways I didn't know. I <laughs> but yeah, like, I just don't speak to my about my feelings to even my parents. There's only like a very few selective people who know and who I do show like affection or even let them into my life like that. Very few. Very few. The one that pissed on you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she knows everything yeah. about me. <laughs> uh, I guess for me, um, with my family, it's uh, I'd, I'd say definitely a, a lot different of an experience. Uh, growing up, my family was never uh, afraid to you know have us you know expressing our love for each other, our emotions, um, especially with my dad. I mean, my dad is probably you know one of my number one writers. Uh, I mean, to this day, uh, I mean, I don't talk to him as often as I should, but when we do, you know, it's always like I love you, dad. You know, we're definitely not afraid to, you know, hug each other and, you know, let each other know that we love each other. Um, with my mom, you know, I mean, it, we still were able to express that kind of, you know, emotion that we love each other and such. Um, but I, I think, like, once I got older and, you know, certain things started to pop off, uh, me being the oldest of, uh, fuck, five kids, six kids, um, I don't know, we're losing one in there somewhere, Uh you know, I was always kind of told uh, when shit would go south, you know, that, you know, I need to be the tough one. Don't cry. Don't look scared. It's going to freak out your little brothers and sisters. Um, so I'd say uh, with my brothers and sisters, uh, we're very expressive about our how we feel about each other. But I've definitely been uh, pretty, pretty good about not letting them see the side of me um, when it came to, you know, how about how I feel about just life in general. When they found out I was in a psych ward, they were just mind blown and like, you know, we, we never even thought, you know, that you were like that. A lot of people did. I think even Riak was surprised when he found out. He was like, what the fuck? You serious? Bro, because I had been tweeting at you because you were tweeting some crazy shit. Like, one day you'd be, like, talking about, like, rap. And then, like, another tweet, you'd just be, like, going balls deep into, like, some crazy ass shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, you're you're going insane. And then <laughs> you. <laughs> no, I, I got, I can't remember if it was before I went in or when I got back, I saw a tweet. Or, no, it was before and Riyak literally had said, like, you're you're going insane, man, like, jokingly. No, dude. Uh, I didn't even know I was either until I fucking snapped. <laughs> yeah, I think people like us, because I, I consider us one. Like, from what we're saying, we're kind of in the same, different walk, but yeah. same path. Yeah. You know ah, what I mean? you smart. Mm, I like that. Quote that shit. Uh, quote that, <laughs> quote that shit. shit right now. <laughs> Anyways. Someone get it tatted. Uh, but I think people like us do think we're going insane because I've thought even Riyak, like we've both thought we're going insane because we're really on a mission and we we want to do something but that something we got to do so much things around it to do that something and it just gives you a insane feel like oh, fuck, I gotta do that I want to do that I want to do that I was telling my girl just yesterday dude I was just laying in bed with her and I told her I think I'm going insane she's like what do you mean Cause I just all day I'm just thinking, 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 thinking about all these different things. Like I'm just thinking about fucking things to do to put out more content, things to do to like just push everything forward. And I think that's mm -hmm. how you guys are too. Just thinking, 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 just randomly going, going, and going off. But mm -hmm. if you think about it, that's how successful people are. I don't even want to like toot my own horn or anything, but that's how not successful, but like that's how people that really are on some shit are. Like example. What's that fucker's name? Gary V. Gary V, dude. His content, he's always just like... All over the place. All over the fucking place. Yeah. Um, who else? Elon Musk. If you yeah. heard his shit, always all over the fucking place. I think we're 
we're in a way i don't want to say like that because we're obviously not that advanced but yeah. in a way we're kind of like that because we're just we think we're going mm-hmm. insane people i think people do sometimes think uh-huh. this motherfucker he's a madman yeah, yeah, he's a madman i feel like just to touch on that is you know why we're like that because we have a mission you know we're men on men in a, on a mission to get somewhere and that's why we're going insane because we have all these thoughts all these ideas going through our fucking head and we just got to fucking put them out there just channel it it's yeah. like uh what does Kanye say he says something like name one genius that ain't crazy yeah and I really i feel like that that's how it is um i feel like you know just in general uh i mean there's going to be a lot more people more open about mental health and how they're feeling just in general yeah but i also do see like there is a uh, some sort of a trend when it comes to successful people or just People that are driven, even though they might not be able to get to where they want to be. I'm definitely with you on that, where it just seems like, you know, you're always going. And I mean, I don't know about other people, but in my head, there's seriously not a moment of silence. Like, if I'm trying to go to bed, I have to, like, physically try to get myself to not think. Like, I can't stop. I can play music, do something, and it's still, like, there's still some sort of thought process, some sort of idea, something going on, and, you know... It's like a blessing and a curse. Part of me is, you know, I love it because anytime I need to get something done, I have an idea how to get it done. I have an idea of what can go wrong, and I have an idea of how to fix everything that could possibly go wrong along with it, Um, which, you know, blesses me in that side of always, you know, having some sort of a plan and being prepared. But on the flip side, um, you know, I feel like, you know, there's times where I, you know, my mind is just going like a crazy person. I mean, that's really the only way that I could thing to describe it where there's just there's just no stopping so you think you're going insane right you're you got all these feelings teenage lesbian shit feeling everything how do you go from there like where do you go to do that where did you ask your mom like oh can you take me here like how did you find out about the fucking psych ward i mean honestly the day that i went in the process uh, is kind of a blur um i ended up hitting up my boy sergio uh just because uh, like I said, you know, I'd uh, try to crash my car. Uh, didn't work out. Um, after that, you know, I had a few other attempts other ways. And uh, eventually it just got to a point where um, it felt like I was starting to get control of myself again. Started to feel like I, I was here again. Um, and once that happened, I just started realizing, like, damn, what the fuck was I just doing? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, and it was really then that I just realized, like, there's only two ways that this can end. I either get help or, like this shit's eventually gonna fucking get me and uh you know my ex told me to kill myself once so you know i gotta live just to spite her so i hit up sergio and told him like hey man um you know this is going on can you come you know take me over to this place it's where i need to go um and i don't think he fully understood what was going on or really where i was going um and so yeah i had him drop me off over at this place on like uh 72 in state uh kind of close to my friend in the diamond business. And uh, once I got there, I mean, the, the process. <laughs> You're talking about Shanko? Yeah, Shanko. What about Shanko, bro? <laughs> but fucking, um, so I get there and I'm starting to really, you know, become cognizant of what's going on, understanding where I'm at, why I'm there. Um, and I mean, the process of getting put into there is, uh, I mean, honestly, for being someone that doesn't generally share their feelings and stuff, um, it was really hard being able to, you know, have to have to open up to strangers and tell them why I'm there, why what I was just trying to do, 
how long it's been going on. And they really go through your history of like, you know, how many times have you done this drug? What drugs have you done? When was the last time you did it? Um, you know, what was your childhood like? So, I mean, the first like four or five hours. Are you a bottom? Yeah, are you a bottom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, what does that even mean? And the dude's just like, never mind. <laughs> no, but yeah, so it's, it's like really well done, really professional. Um, but it's just really just, you know, a million questions about, you know, how, why did you get here? I mean, it's pretty much the epitome of it all started in 1995. It's literally, that's what it feels like. Um, the process for once you're actually in there, I mean, you know, they check your blood and stuff. You're not going to be in trouble. They're not going to report you if you have drugs in your system. Luckily I didn't. Um, but I did actually have a seizure my first day there and it's the only seizure I've ever, uh, had in my life. Um, so that was a pretty wild experience. But other than that, I mean, the day-to-day is really just, you know, going to some sort of uh, group activity, meeting with the with the doctor so they can figure out what meds you need to be on, trying to make sure you're not allergic to anything, um, getting you fed really well, and really just bringing you back to who you should be doing. Um, although one little thing I do got to add is uh, it was kind of weird in there because at one point um, I had to tell the therapist, and I was just like, look, like, I don't know if I just need to be in here forever because this is like the happiest I've ever been. Like, I I feel like a person. And she's just like, uh, yeah, you're on medication. You've never <laughs> been on medication before. This is how you should have been feeling this whole time. I was like, oh, all right. So as long as this keeps going once I get out, I mean, I can definitely leave here eventually. Um, and so, yeah, and then the outpatient or not the outpatient, but kind of the going outside of things. Uh, just happened super suddenly. One day they just came to me and they're just like, hey, you know, we think you're ready to leave. Um, you know, you got to call someone up. We got to make sure that your uh, family knows what's going on or a friend knows what's going on. So we're not just sending you out into the world without uh, any support. Um, so I had Sergio come grab me again. Uh, shout out to him. And then um, it was actually kind of funny on the way out. So... Um, on the way out, I had gotten so close and so personable with the with the techs and the doctors there. And big shouts out to everyone there over at Highland Ridge. Great people, great staff. Um, some of the people there might have bad things to say about them, but overall, my experience was great. But, Sounds like a promo. Yeah. <laughs> sure you don't, you, sure you, don't, you sure you don't work there? Uh-huh. I'm just like, hey, can y'all knock like 12K or 12, 1200 off my fucking bill? But um, so I had gotten so close with them. And been so used to just putting up this front and being so personable with people. Um, on the way out, they had actually uh, offered me a job. They gave me a job application and they're just like, hey, you know, uh, you're really great at building rapport with the patients. You know, this might be something that you're good at. You should consider, um, you know, heading this route down the, down the line. You're like, uh, I am a patient. <laughs> yeah. So in my head, I'm just thinking like, there's is there no concern in their head that one day, like, I might just no call, no show after hanging myself in the shower? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, uh, you're <laughs> like that movie, <laughs> that movie, uh, Good Burger, um, when they go into that, the mental place. The psych ward and mm-hmm. Ed like starts dancing with them. Have you guys seen that movie? <laughs> no, no. You guys haven't it's seen been a while. It's been a while. Bro. You know how like yeah. he busts into the fucking psych ward, uh-huh. and everyone's crazy in there, but he's like a dumbass too or whatever. <laughs> well, not not that they're dumbasses, no, but like you know how he's how he was, and he just like starts playing with them and shit, and everyone like fucks with them. That was you, huh? And everyone's like <laughs> no, fucking with you. Bro. You have <laughs> Every, no idea. Ev- so. Everyone's like, huh, he's one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of ours. No, it was actually kind of funny. So like when I was in there, 
um, my first day there, like, there's just this kid, and he's, he seems cool. He's about our age. I can't remember his name, and honestly, even if I did, I wouldn't put it out there. Just sure, it's probably HIPAA, but HIPAA, even more yeah. just general respect. But um, he's in there, and he's about my age, really cool kid. But I sit down next to him, and, you know, we're just watching fucking PBS or some bullshit. And he's just like, murder, murder, kill, kill. Just You're watching yelling. Cyber Chase? Running <laughs> <laughs> through Cyber Chase. But no, nah, it's fucking, <laughs> it's like in that moment, I'm just thinking like, do I really belong here? Like, I just get a little sad sometimes. These guys are like, they're really fucking thinking Insane. about, yeah, yeah. Like, they're on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's after I'm already coming down after trying to kill myself. I mean, that's about as crazy as it can get, you know. But yeah, so I leave there with a fucking job application. And uh, a bill that I wish I didn't have to pay, but, you know, everything falls off in seven years on your credit report, so we'll see. <laughs> Does it really? Uh, I mean, I'm not like a financial advisor, but huh. I think so. I've heard that. Babe, yeah. I, think, <laughs> babe, like I think we might get that loan you've been talking about. <laughs> in seven years. In seven years. <laughs> no, where, where was that switch, like, for your life? Do you remember when... Like, okay, you get out of there, you try to get settled in, but when when did you just say, fuck, I need to do something? Like, let's get this fucking comedy. Do you remember? Because I always remember when, like, I I said, all right, now I got to get, I got to do something with my life. My I remember together. that exact fucking moment of, like, what I was thinking about when I needed to create something. Do you remember? So, for me, I'd say, there, I've, I've considered comedy for a while. Like I said, with my group of friends, I was always the funny one of the group. Anytime I go anywhere, I've always, for the most part, been the funny one. Yeah, and that goes out to Brandon. Lil Fletch is funnier than Brandon. Yeah, you son of a bitch. You're always trying to act like you're funny. No one laughs at you. <laughs> but shout out. He's one of my best friends. Big shout out. If not my best friend. Like, 100% solid dude. So I was always the, the funny one of the group. And, uh, you know, the Joker says, you know, Mama said if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Um, but I think the first time that I thought about comedy, I was maybe 19 or 20. And, uh, it was just the most bullshit, ridiculous stuff that I'd ever written. I remember some of it. It was just, it was just stupid. It's like, not even funny looking back on it now. But then... He did um, a Yo Mama joke. <laughs> yo Mama. He gets on stage, Yo Mama. Bro, who's fucking mom? <laughs> Get my ass kicked at my guys. No, but then... Um, the, there's something that I thought about and then uh, me and Sergio had lived together at one point for probably like 30 days or so and uh, in that time I remember telling him like you know hey man you know we're finally 21 you know I kind of think you know stand up might be a thing and he was even telling me like yeah bro do it like you're fucking funny and uh, you know never took it serious after that but the I guess like my fucking villain origin story was definitely laying in a psychiatric ward just hearing people scream and think like yeah I, there's got to be something more to this like i i definitely feel like you know i yeah i'm a confident guy i know i can be funny uh i guess we'll see at the end of the podcast what people think of how funny i am um but you know i definitely know i can do bits i can do skits um and so yeah it's definitely in there that i just decided you know what Music's not working. I'm a fucking trash rapper. Uh, my license is to be a stockbroker expiring. Like, I might as well just do the one thing that I'm actually good at. And, I mean, worst case, I just find out it's something fun that I like to do. So, yes, yeah, come see me at Wise Guys at some point. And I remember, I mean, we went. We went yeah. to Wise Guys together. <laughs> we, I was expecting you to go on stage, but what happened? Yeah, so 
with the, I guess the thing with wise guys is you have to send an email and say like, hey, um, I want to be performing. That like you guys have open mic nights on this day. And keep in mind, it's every Wednesday, I believe, that they do open mic nights. You know, if you like what you hear, you just want to come support another, you know, Salt Lake Valley, Kearns, West Side of Bangor local. Um, then follow me on Twitter at lowfletch801, and, uh, you know, I'll keep you guys updated when I actually do stand-up. I'm thinking probably the week after this gets released, I'm going to try. Um, but long story short, what Riyak's talking about is we get back from Wise Guys, and uh, he's sitting there, and I was like, yeah, I've, I've never got the fucking email. Like, I, I didn't get it. I wasn't supposed to perform. And Riyak jokingly is like, ha, you probably didn't even check your spam, huh? And keep in mind, like, I'm used to working in corporate settings. Never in my life did I ever think to check the spam. And so I was like, ha, that'd be funny. And in my fucking head, I'm like, I should probably check the spam. Sure enough, I was supposed to perform that day, but, uh, you know, didn't show up. Um, so I had to change emails, and now I'm emailing them off of a different one because they said if you don't show up to one, you're you kind of blackballed after that. Um, I'm used to being blueballed, so I decided to change emails and try again. He has a different name now. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to get in. Is it alias? <laughs> he has four names he's tried, but he just hasn't. <laughs> he just hasn't gone up. But like the first two weren't funny, and so now I'm just going in as John, Jane. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking about crazy, bro, um, what type of, or who are your top five porn stars, and why? All right, top five porn stars. Just off off the top? Um, fuck. If I had to say, like, on the milfy side, probably, like, Mercedes Carrera. Fucking, other than that, I'm not going to lie, bro, I watch uh, a lot of the Latina categories, so I'd probably be, like, uh, I'm pretending like I don't know their names already. Cuban maid. Yeah. <laughs> Cuban maid. Uh, Juliana, Colombiana, some bullshit like that. Uh, Allie, Barry. The twins. <laughs> Are you referring to the Ortega twins? <laughs> I didn't know the name. <laughs> but we're thinking the same one, but we're telling you. Um, oh, fuck. Um, fuck, and uh, Ashley Alban, maybe. I don't know, man. That's all I could think of off the top of my head. Um, let's see. I have probably like three names to mind. Violet Myers. We spoke about uh, this. Oh yeah, earlier. yeah. Violet Myers, Ella Knox, and she's not top three because I can't name anybody else. But for sure, top five, Miss Lovely Tiana Trump. Oh yeah, yeah. Good or reliable. I heard Tiana Trump gives blowjobs like uh, Riyak eats pussy. So. <laughs> The that only, means they both get pissed on. Yeah. <laughs> the only respect, the only drip you gotta respect is Riyak's chin. <laughs> well, what about you, Germs? I'm gonna put you on the spot. The only person I love to see is the old lady. <laughs> Next, hey, that's the right answer. Well man. played, well played. But kind of relating to the topic of sex. So obviously, on the last episode, you've heard my horror stories when it comes horror down to stories when it comes down to sex and then as well with tinder but you told me a crazy a crazy story with your tinder you were you were catching more bodies at 10 bundy <laughs> within a week span yeah. elaborate elaborate <laughs> yeah so uh i'd like to say i have like good and bad luck with uh tinder he's like i accidentally was on the trans category <laughs> <laughs> accidentally I just, I just kept scoring and scoring <laughs> 
But no, but so I yeah, I decided to try Tinder out. Um and you know, originally I just uh kept matching with girls I just didn't find attractive and I was like, What the fuck? Like why am I matching with all these, you know, ugly girls, fat girls, just shit that I don't I'm not really vibing with. And so I was like, you know what, maybe it's the app's fault. And so I decided to try, you know, it's embarrassing, but I did pay for Tinder Premium. I should have just bought <laughs> fucking YouTube Premium. Or, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> you went balls deep. <laughs> yeah, I went balls deep. My man deep, was bro. down bad. Yeah, I was down bad, bro. <laughs> down I've been bad. single damn near seven years, man. And fucking, so I uh, paid for he Tinder Premium. He was on farmers. He took a picture with a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> farmers wheat. <laughs> but... So yeah, uh, so I just kept matching with uglies, and I was like, "Why am I, do- why am I doing this? What's wrong with Tinder?" Um, and so that's when I found out I'm ugly. Um, <laughs> Y'all were just matching. Up. Yeah. He got the ugly from SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I got the ugly, and maybe, I was matching with it. Maybe because you're ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much what it turned into, and uh, but you know, since then I've just decided to embrace the ugly, and so I've been meeting up with, uh, you know, girls that I normally wouldn't have. Um, you know, it does, uh, sometimes get sexual. And, uh, the last time I was thinking I was telling Ryok about it is, um, it's memorable. I'll say that basically. So I go over and we're just kind of like hooking up. We're getting into it. And, uh, right before we're about to start, you know, getting down into the nasty, she fucking, the fellatio, she, Leans over and cracks open a tub of Crisco and looks me dead in my eyes and says, don't judge me, it's good lube. And, yeah, and the sad thing is, <laughs> you're shocked because you really haven't heard this. And so I'm fucking, like, looking, like, she's as she's pulling it out, I'm thinking, like, what is she doing? And I keep looking at it, and I realize it's getting low, and there's a lot more finger fucking swipes in the Crisco. For those who don't know, it's pretty much, like, lard but vegetable oil. And it's getting empty, so this isn't her first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't her first fucking bakery. Uh, she pulled it out and yeah, it's just like, hey, don't judge me, it's good lube. And I have to admit, I was like, no. That's like, gotta that's, be an ugly bitch, dude. Honestly, you have bro. gotta be an ugly bitch to use that. <laughs> I don't think bro. no pretty bitch is using that shit. Yeah, I didn't meet a pretty bitch that fucked with Crisco unless she was cooking. But yeah, she fucking pulled that shit out. And uh, it's basically telling me, like, yeah, like, just let's use this as lube. And I, I had to tell her, no, man. Like, usually I, I always thought I was nasty. I've had food play before. You know, you put, like, some whipped cream on your dick, peanut butter on her titties. Barbecue sauce. Yeah, <laughs> barbecue sauce on the fucking asshole. Sriracha. Sriracha. <laughs> I need my baby back ribs. And fucking Shorty pulled out the Crisco. And, you know, she wasn't trying to bake a cake. She was trying to fucking... Smash. Yeah, she was trying to smash. Did you? So, no, honestly, I didn't. I had, I had to tell her, no, that's where my line is. <laughs> zitsky ditsky. Yeah, I was going to have a, a zitty dick, bro. Like, that's like the one way to break out. I don't care how much you hydrate. You have vegetable oil on your dick, that shit has pimples. <laughs> <laughs> and even more, like, I didn't have a condom, you know, because honestly, it's my first time meeting this girl. I, I didn't come prepared. Uh, and, you know, although she was still down to keep going, um, a wise man once said, don't fuck a bitch that pulls out Crisco on the first date. Who said that? Uh, me. Just right now. <laughs> <laughs> Quote it. Get it tatted. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was probably one of the more wild stories of, you know, at least in the last, like, two, two months. 
<laughs> I haven't had much worse than that, but definitely, uh, I, I'd have to say finding out I'm ugly through Tinder was probably the hardest part about it. Um, stories, I don't have much more than that. I mean, I, I guess uh, I got told I radiate like schmedium dick energy. Huh. Which was, you know, a little insulting that someone could look at me and just be like, you're going to slip out if we fuck. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh hell no. Like, me, me relating. <laughs> Shorty told me, don't wear gray sweatpants. I was like, why? She's like, you look like a chubby Ken doll. I was like, fuck. You got no print. Yeah, no, there was no print. Fuck. Definitely no print. Are we recording? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grower, not a shower, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever had a girl pull your pants down unprepared? Oh, yeah. Bro, that shit is like, I'm like, it almost is hard to recover from that. It is. But here's the thing. I'm on the same boat. I am a grower and not a shower. Yeah, I mean, I'm a grower, not a shower. I am on medium dick energy. You know, I'm about average, maybe slightly You're on the trolley uh, sour gummies? Yes, yeah, <laughs> trolley sour gummies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, but... Yeah, it uh, you know, Tinder's a wild place. It's uh, the best the best way that I can describe it is if you've ever been to a gym after New Year's, uh, at least with what I'm matching with, it just seems to be you know a bunch of fat girls that think they're about to change their life for the better. Oh, <laughs> uh, are we fat shaming? <laughs> yeah, we fat shaming, We'll let that one slide, buddy. We'll let that one slide. They're like, that, that's definitely not making out of Next place. one gets us canceled. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave that in there for yeah. right now. We'll leave, we'll leave that in there. So what about you? You said the reason why you, you don't want to do stand-up or you just don't want to try it yet, you want to like, get a, get an idea of what it's like? I think I'm, I'm just super scared, dude. I'm scared, but it has been, it's been going in my mind for... Probably like three, four months already. I've been telling my girl about it. Like, I really want to do stand-up. I even told my parents. And for me to tell my parents, like, mm-hmm. that means I'm, like, super, like, curious about that shit. Because yeah, I, I don't be telling step. my parents what I do. Like, I just be doing it. You but, be doing hood rat shit on the low. Uh, <laughs> now, now I didn't say that. Hey. <laughs> don't put no words in his yeah. mouth. <laughs> no, but I really do want to try it because I... I have some things like I make people laugh here and there, but I think if I if I'm to write shit down, I could come up with something. But I'm I'm mainly just scared. I just got to get over the fear. I just yeah. simply got to do it. I was scared to do the podcast, but here Look I am. Now. We just did it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, what's that, the worst it? that can happen? If yeah. I do it once and it doesn't go well, all right, then fuck it. Yeah, it's not like people are gonna remember me or anything. Yeah, honestly, part of the reason why I went to do the uh, open mic to watch it before I did it was to you know kind of see how forgiving the crowd is. Like, what is it like? And um, I definitely got to say, like, the crowd is is a lot more forgiving than you'd think. There was definitely people up there that I was like, this dude should not be up there right now. And for all I know, I could get up there and be trash and shouldn't do it anymore. But this guy went up there, still, you know, had the balls to do it. But the thing that I uh, think is great about Utah is people here, you know, I don't know if you want to call them pussy, if you just want to call them, uh, you know, very forgiving, very open people, uh, welcoming maybe. Um, even though he wasn't that great, they still, uh, there was not a single moment, a single person that went on stage that received any kind of disrespect. Oh, yeah. Everyone that got up there got treated, uh, you would have thought that they had their own Netflix special. Every person was treated really how they should be for having the balls to even get up there. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so like. Drop, drop, drop <clears throat> one of your jokes. Drop that chicken shit you were dropping. Chicken shit? 
Yeah, the chicken nugget shit. Ah, oh. <laughs> that shit was trash. I just want to hear it one more time. I just want to hear it one more time. <laughs> so I was saying, basically, like, like my sex game is, or my confidence is, is higher than my sex game. So fucking me is like ordering a 10-piece chicken nugget and only getting the sauce because all I got is sauce, no meat. It was bad. It was yeah, really nah, bad. Nah, nah, but I'm glad I ran it past them before I tried to say it on the podcast. Yeah, that ain't going nowhere. That ain't a player. That ain't a player. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all it takes. You have to be told you're not fucking funny. <laughs> Checks into the psych ward. I don't check back in. <laughs> back to square one. I don't next stop. <laughs> no, bro, I'm not even going to lie. There was a time where I felt like I had to... You know, I didn't put a finger in my ass, but I had to make sure that, you know, shit was still still taut. It was still, you know, good. Um, so we basically, we went to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Jersey's looking at me. I'm about to get kicked out of here. So pause, you know. Um, big pause. Yeah, big pause. Basically, so I go to Vegas. It's my boy's birthday weekend, and we're fucking having a great time. It's amazing. Um, first night there. Uh, this is my first time being in Vegas after turning 21. So I'm in the club. I fuck. What was I? It was either Omnia, Hawkinson, one of the two. <clears throat> so it was um, it was button up. Button up. It's button up. <laughs> Shout out. And uh, so I go up to the the bar and I order just two drinks, two drinks, Red Bull and vodka, and two shots. So three drinks, but two different types. And uh, the two shots were for me and my boy. It was his his birthday. Is Brandon? He takes the shot. I take the shot. I go down to the crowd, start just sipping on my Red Bull, having a good time. Um, keep in mind, like, I have a little bit of a tolerance when it comes to alcohol. This night, I took one shot, drank about half of my Red Bull and vodka, and I was like, I'm feeling good. Like, goddamn, I'm feeling myself. And uh, I look oh, at... Oh, Lord. Yeah, oh, Lord. <laughs> I look over at uh, uh, my boy's older brother, Brandon's older brother, Bryant, and uh, 50 Cent's about to come on. Uh, and so he's like, hey, man, let's fucking cut through this crowd and uh, go watch 50 Cent Live, like, front row. I was like, let's fucking do it, bro. Take one step, woke up the next day. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And, uh, you know, I feel really weird. Like, it was like, it was almost like anxiety, but not anxiety. Like, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was super hot. I was dizzy. I felt nauseous. I felt like I just, it was almost like I didn't even exist. It was like a ghost. Like, I just felt like I'm not really here right now. What the fuck is going on? And so I run to the bathroom, try and puke, can't puke. So I just figure like, God damn, I've never been so hungover. I can't even remember fucking drinking. Like, that's a new low or high. I don't know what you consider it, a record. Um, a PR. Yeah, a PR. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we go hit a couple dispensaries, and I, I start hitting up uh, my boy's cousin, Uriel, and he's out front, and it is pronounced Uriel. Apparently, Uriel makes me sound weird. And uh, he's coming out from L.A., and I'm explaining to him what happened, and he's like, bro, uh, you got roofied. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, that shit happened to me last year. You got roofied. I was like, no, I didn't. And he was just like, yeah, bro, did a bitch try and have you pull money out of an ATM? And I was like, nah. And I'm explaining it to Sergio and Brandon. And Sergio was like, actually, uh, when you called me, you got kicked out of the club because you were yelling at some girl for trying to get you to pull money out of an ATM. And I was like, what the fuck? So I start looking up the symptoms of being drugged. And sure enough, like I had hit like all the symptoms for being roofied. So now I'm getting worried and I'm thinking like, goddamn, like, We've all seen, uh, what is it with fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, Rocky. Hangover? No, 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 no. The, the, 
the guy from Fast Seven, the big dude, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock, and uh, the Scorpion King. Yeah, the Scorpion King. And so, uh, what movie was he in? It was like Walk Hard, Walk the Line. I think it was Walk oh, the Line. Uh, oh, fuck, I know what you're talking about. With his little brother that gets drugged or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, God damn, like, did I get my kidneys taken? <laughs> and so, I go to the bathroom, start filling back there, and like, I'm good. But then I'm thinking like, who would have another reason to drug me? And I was thinking, someone that wants these cheeks. So I, <laughs> I started, my homie <laughs> so I started reaching down my pants and I was about to fill it. And I was just like, you know, I think I can just do that little squeeze, you know, like when you make your dick jump, but it's really squeezing your asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I did. The ladies love it. Yeah. 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 It's like the second to the helicopter. Um, and so I'm fucking squeezing my cheeks, trying to make sure everything's tight back there. And I was good. Turned out to be good. But. Yeah, that's about the only time I've ever been really close to sticking a finger up my ass. And I'm I'm scared, you know, what if I did it and I liked it? How do you come back from that? Yeah, I, I had no idea where you're going with that until you, <laughs> <laughs> until you finished it up at the end, but Yeah. Dude, your life is like a In shambles? Ni- Nickelodeon. I think you show, dude. Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Yeah, some Drake and Josh shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's terrible. Well, I think uh I think we should wrap this shit up. Dude. That does, what do you think? Those are the fucking chronicles of Fucking D. Fletch, for yeah. sure. Fletch, you want to say any last words? Any shout-outs to the people? Uh, shout-outs to the people. Um, you know, shout-out to you guys, the T-Talk boys, Brioc and Germs. Um, Self-Conchas, shout-out them. They're they're really awesome. Uh, also, you know, sh- shout-out Why Not. They're great. Uh, and then just, I guess, as a last one, you know, it's been a rough last couple of years. We've all lost some people. So big shout-out. Rest in peace to all the people that didn't get to get gray and old with us, man. On some real shit. That's some deep shit. And then I have a well one shout out as well. Big shout out to Anthony and Jacob Gordon doing their thing over at Ultimate Iron. Go follow them on Instagram. Well, for Germs' behalf, this is Riark. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode number three. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you.